everybody. Welcome to another episode here of the Side Guys Football Forum. I'm one of your co-hosts from the side, joined as always by my good friend, my good buddy, the other half of the Side Guys, through Tad the side. And Tad, see you wearing your Colts shirt with that Colts. I gotta rep it. I gotta rep it. I don't care sense. if it's the Texans. I gotta rep it. No, no. The the way you guys surprisingly drop games in the division, like I mean, it, you got to take <sighs> every victory know. that you can we, take. So remember, week one last year we tied at the Texans. Yeah, nah, believe me, I so rebuked for quite some time so after that tie. Enough. I was like, God, really? Trade <laughs> uh, for Matt Ryan, and that's what the that's what you get in week twenty one, to twenty. So. My lord. Yeah, yeah, that was rough. That was rough for sure. But um. Speaking of that game, there's a significant injury that happened in that game. So we'll obviously get to that at the top of the episode here. We're going to talk about some week two injuries, especially um, just like last week. We're recording on a Monday. So there is some big injury news that had happened after tonight's game between the Browns and the Steelers, which will kick off our episode here. But just, yeah, as mentioned, we'll run through all of our injury for week two, things that are significant. And then we'll obviously get into our waiver wire picks towards the second half of the episode here. Um, but Tad, let's, yeah, I think let's not beat around the bush here let's sort of kick this off with the significant injury from today's uh game here between the cleveland browns and the pittsburgh steelers um he had 10 rushes for 64 yards and he was looking he was to looking have good. a pretty strong game good. and then an unfortunate tackle by minka fitzpatrick right on his tad i know we were t- uh texting between this because we we're we are discussing this injury about like how we're going to lead off this episode with this and you're asking me who had the more significant injury? Was it Todd Gurley or Nick Chubb at Georgia that Tory messed up that knee? And so there's an ESPN article that in 2015 with the Georgia Bulldogs, Nick Chubb tore his ACL, MCL, that's, and LCL. that's what gave yeah. that's what gave uh, Gurley his chance to finally shine. Yeah, and so that was the left knee, and unfortunately. This is the tackle that went to the same exact knee. He he went down very quickly. Um, I remember because I was actually I think we were texting when that the the injury happened in real time, so I missed it. But then I saw Nick Chubb grabbing his knee, and I was like, "Oh dear Lord, let this not be significant." And then Joe Buck on the broadcast said that, "Yeah, we're looking at the injury That's, here, and we're not going to show it." I I was, I, like, I was listening to that, and the second he said that, I was like, "Oh no." Yeah, I was like, like that's, okay, that's that's the moment good. I texted you of like we need to bring this up. And then literally, I think it was like maybe five seconds later, maybe even less than that, they showed it on the jumbotron at the stadium. And you could hear the, the reaction, ent- exactly yeah. the entire crowd gasped like, <gasps> so you know it was a bad injury. I did find the video on Twitter, so if you're squeamish, do not look no, for the video. Don't watch it. It's, it is not very pretty at all. But pretty much from the signs of it, obviously they're trying to stay quote unquote optimistic before they ruled anything. But by the looks of the injury, yeah, unfortunately his season is done. Like I mean, just it I. I'd be surprised if he could return from this this year based on what I saw in the video. But, you know, stranger things have happened. But just, yeah, it's looking like Nick Chubb, unfortunately, will be lost for the entire season. Um, Man, Ted, this hurts me in more ways than you could think because – I play in eight fantasy leagues, Tad. One of them is a best ball league. So I already drafted. You can't make changes to like waivers, trades, or whatever. Whatever you have is what you have there. But out of the seven, out of the seven, do you want to guess how many of those leagues I rostered Nick Chubb in? Uh, Six. Close. I had him in five. But honestly, if I had the ability, I would have rostered him in all seven out of seven if possible. Because, Tad, we talked about this on the podcast. I mean, with the unfortunate, you know, the passing of Jim Brown, RIP to the legend. Um, Nick Chubb said he was dedicated the season to Jim Brown. And me and you both were like, 
I'm all aboard He's that done. trade. I'm <laughs> like, my, for me, it wasn't the dedication. It was him going, I'm not wearing gloves. I'm like, okay. I'm yeah, like, that all too. Right, yeah, all right. Exactly. Like, just, all right. It was the combination of so many things. Obviously, Kevin Stefanski and that offense. It was just like, this guy is just going to take it to another level this season. So I was like, I want all my shares of Nick Chubb if I can. So unfortunately, I was only able to draft him in five of my seven leagues. But yeah, in those five, five leagues now. I have to make quick adjustments as far yeah, as what I'm yeah. going to do to replace him um, immediately, Tad. Like, I mean, I don't know if you're watching the rest of that Brown-Steelers game, but just you in that game, right you saw Jerome Ford. He was getting very heavily involved. I think he scored the touchdown on that play when the Browns were driving and Nick Chubb got hurt. It was not the touchdown. It was the uh, two-point conversion on the touchdown. Was it? Okay, I thought it was the touchdown as yeah. well, so maybe that's but, my mistake. But right? it's too funny because right before, like, I, I mean, like, right before, like, a minute before we started recording, he did score a 70-yard touchdown. Okay, maybe that's what I saw. So, I, I, I whatever it was, it's just clearly the Browns are involving Jerome Ford a lot. Um, But here's an interesting wrinkle, Tad, that I want to throw out to you, but just Kareem Hunt's still on the market. And he has familiarity Ooh. with this offense. Do you think they give him a ring? And it's like, hey, we kind of need you back, man. <laughs> like, well, at this point, Kareem Hunt's probably like he's dying to be on a team at this point. So maybe. Could be. Yeah. Maybe? So, I Ooh. mean, for all of you guys out there in a deep league, if you're willing to sort of take a risk and take a chance on a bench player, in case you miss out on Jerome Ford, like go swarm after Jerome Ford. Like he's the guy that you want to be adding I right did, now. Did, 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 did. You're stepping you on my bed. You can get into that a little bit later, too. But just, just in case you miss out on Jerome Ford, you know, if you're willing and you can sacrifice a bench spot, pick up Kareem Hunt because you never know. Gamble. Maybe he Not could sign him. He couldn't sign with them. So, yeah, that's a significant one. It's unfortunate. We're really praying that he could sort of have a speedy recovery and he could come back well, as good as new next season. But, yeah, it's not looking like he'll return the season based and, on and the maybe, And maybe you can remember oh, – God, I'm trying to remember for the life of me. Uh, it just hit me while you were talking. Was There was a really bad-looking NFL injury – um, was that like a year or two ago? It might have been last season or two seasons ago, where we were all like, "Is, is like, is his career done?" Um, and it turned out the the you know doctor's diagnosis was like, actually, it's not too bad. I feel like it was Dak Prescott. I feel like that's that what I'm sounds thinking. right. That sounds right. But yeah, I'm I'm blanking on who that player was too. But yeah, I remember exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, sure. and so I I think that you know we're all hoping it's that. And like yes, yeah, Jerome Ford's gonna be brought up again, and we are going to sound like heartless bastards of like, hey, he's down, go for his replacement. But I, that's the reality of fantasy football sometimes. But of course, we're you know hoping for the best. And uh, yeah, I was a lot like you in seven of my leagues. I think four or five. I have him. So we, we got yeah. some work to do this week, buddy. We got, we exactly. got some waivers. Exactly. Do, We're so. really trying to, you know, live up to being the fantasy football guys for LMP network by trying to scratch around to see if we can find a replacement for Nick Chubb. But there are also a lot of other injuries that we want to get to. And actually this one's a not injury Tad. This was just very fast. This is weird. Uh, but no, Cam it, wasn't. it wasn't weird. Cam Akers running back for the Los Angeles Rams. He was a healthy scratch in that game against the San Francisco 49ers. Um, it seems like we've sort of resurfaced that sort of like, you know, him disagreeing with the front office. I think the front office is Sarah saying different things as far as why he was held out as a healthy scratch. Um, I'm reading reports on Twitter that most likely he is going to be moved now. So it's like he's probably going to be traded, very similar to what we were hearing last maybe, year. Maybe to the grounds. It's possibly we never know here <laughs> it could happen there but just 
yeah, so it looks like we thought everything was mended and he looked good in week one, but all of a sudden here, he didn't play at all in week two, a healthy scratch, um, looking like they're probably going to move him or just he's no longer going to be part of the running game for the Los Angeles Rams going forward. Um, I'm not sure where he's going to land if they do end up trading him, but one guy who obviously reaped the benefits of Cam Akers not playing was Kyron Williams. Like, yep. I mean, he had a fantastic game against the San Francisco 49ers. The Rams were able to find lots of great schemes to get him open. He scored two touchdowns in that game. He had 100 total yards, scrimmage yards off of 20 touchdowns and like those two touchdowns, as I mentioned as well. So, I mean, this guy is the guy that you're swarming for. It's like Jerome Ford and Kyron Williams are the guys that you want to be swarming for on the waiver wire. So he looked really good as well there. But just Tad, really quick, just what do you make of this whole Cam Akers situation? Because I think you picked him as like a possible breakout guy for two straight years now. You had him last year, then you picked him this year too. (laughs) You know, it's so funny. So I I grew up with two sisters and my mom, obviously. And um, um, I never understood, like, they would, like, dig through people for all this, like, celebrity gossip of, like, oh, so-and-so hates, you know, this person. I never understood. I'm like, who – gives a shit now i finally understand because i'm like i want (laughs) the back room tea on this drama so badly because something had to happen all offseason i was like hey i I know all offseason because i repeated these notes like three times during the summer you did i'm like i think mcveigh and acres finally worked their shit out um no no they did not Nope. Very clearly they did not. And I was just like, Jesus. Like, and I thought week one might have been like a game plan thing. Now I'm like, oh no, that was like a personal shot. I think that's what happened was Akers probably told McVay to go fuck himself or something along those lines. Yeah, for sure. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. So um yeah, I'll be interested to see where he goes because there's so many cards in play here of like, is this part of the Jonathan Taylor trade finally? Um, does Do the Browns kind of sell high on – or not sell high, but buy high on acres and give the Rams the capital they've always wanted for them but they've never been able to get for them? Um, you got the Ravens that have J.K. Dobbins out for the year, so do you think they entertain the thought of trading for him? Exactly. And maybe it becomes like an arms race. Oh, God, didn't this just happen in baseball or something where one team was like, we don't want that team getting that? Or maybe it was basketball where there was a team within the division or within the playoff race where it was like, we just don't want him getting that guy, so we're going to trade for him. It was, um, possible. It was basketball. It was basketball. Damn it. Was it Blake Griffin? Was that it? It might have been. I don't remember. But I it do know the Niners, the Niners sort of did that with Christian McCaffrey because he was sort of rumored to be in play for the Los Angeles you know Rams. What? No, that's exactly who I'm thinking of. That's and the exactly Niners, it. I think, yep. gave up a little bit more. They're like, nope, we just don't want the Rams to have him. We'd love to have him for sure, but just like yeah. it's more important the Rams We don't get. really <laughs> need him, but we sure shit don't want them getting exactly. him. So like, maybe that's exactly. what happens with the Ravens and Browns. So, uh, yeah, I, I think it's just best for both parties. Just move on. It's like a bad, it's like when you're friends in a bad relationship, like, and then they break up and you're like, oh, that's too bad. And then behind the scenes, you're just, yes. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how this whole situation plays out with Los Angeles, with Cam Akers. But, yeah, Kyra Williams looked really good against San Francisco. I think he's a great ad for sure if you're looking for a backup there. I'm going to run through the rest of these relatively quickly here. Um, Anthony Richardson, we sort of talked about this stat. I'm sorry. Um, but he looked fantastic up until he suffered a concussion in the second quarter of the game against the Houston Texans. He did not return. Gardner Mitchell looked pretty good in his place. He looked um, awesome. That was awesome. I was not expecting <laughs> – I was expecting good things, but that was like – that dude looked like, yeah, like peak Minshew madness. 
Minchumania. Minchumania. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Madness um, works. You get the alliteration. I so. know it does, but it was Minchumania. They did capture that mm. one. But just, yeah, like I said, Richardson looked fantastic. He scored the two rushing touchdowns. He was doing the offense all on his own sort of thing. Fortunately, took that big hit, suffered the concussion. I'm not sure whether he's going to be healthy to play in week three. TBD. There's rumors that TBD. with him be. There's rumors that with him being obviously a high-profile quarterback, they want to make sure that we don't have like a Tua situation from last year, that there's a good chance that he may miss week three, but obviously those are still rumors right now, so it's nothing finite right now. Um, also, Tad, like we talked about this, like can he sustain this play style going forward too? No, no. it's already been Because you got to remember there was the knee situation at the end of week one. Exactly, in week one, exactly. And so it's like now you come into week two and he's playing very physically. I know he's trying to put the offense on his back, but you also have to know your limitations as well. That's just like, yeah, I can't sustain this for an entire season, an entire career, what have you. <laughs> That's like I need to sort of dial it back just a little bit, just a little bit. And I didn't know this, but apparently Trevor Lawrence, after week one during the postgame handshake, was like, hey, man, you're really good. You need to stop doing that. Yeah. He was like the hit. Apparently the quote was the hits are bigger up here. So like oh, yeah. you need to stop doing that. And the, that's that's why I didn't want us to take Richardson was because if he stops doing that, he's got nothing. He's not a good yeah. enough thrower. It's like it's like a, a more physical Justin Fields. And we're seeing how Justin Fields is working out so far. So it's just like, yeah, ah, shit, like I'm, I'm hopeful but it's the definition of cautiously optimistic. Exactly. So, yeah, if he can't go, then, I mean, Minshew would be a I good think, start, I think. But they're also playing the Baltimore Ravens this yeah, week. So that that's why I'm like, a little bit. yeah. So I'd probably go away against Minshew this week, and I'd probably just pick things up after into week four, possibly. Richardson, hopefully, should be back. Maybe Minshew will be uh, good to go by then. But just, yeah, I would not trust Minshew or Richardson this week against the Baltimore Ravens. Um, now we're getting to the Detroit Lions. David Montgomery, he suffered an injury an in the third quarter of the game against the Seattle Seahawks. He did not return, and it looks to be – I'm hearing different things. I'm hearing it was the thigh bruise. I'm also hearing from himself in his media session that it was a calf injury. It could be a combination of both, but pretty much what this means, he's not going to be playing for at least three weeks. So he's going to be completely out for three weeks, so you need to make some adjustments there. Um I think this is good news for Jameer Gibbs, <laughs> roster yep. managers yep. there. We we're sort of waiting for him to get more involved in the offense. This is his opportunity now that he can sort of take a full stranglehold of that offense. That even once Dave Montgomery back comes back, excuse me, he'll probably be involved, but maybe not to the same extent that he was being in, uh, involved in the game plan, like in week one and then obviously in week two. But yeah, Jameer Gibbs has a good chance to capitalize on this opportunity. The backup is Craig Reynolds. He did get a little bit involvement in that game against Seattle, but I don't think this is a guy that you need to be clamoring to your waiver wire to go after. I think it's pretty much going to be all Jameer Gibbs, maybe sprinkled in with a little bit of Craig Reynolds. He may vulture a touchdown here or there, but just I don't think he's going to be anything super significant if fantasy leagues is 100% going to be all Jameer Gibbs. Probably lean more, a little bit more on that passing offense as well. So maybe you go after a guy like uh, Tad, you brought him up, Josh Reynolds in the passing game. So instead I, of Craig Reynolds, stop stepping on my picks. <laughs> I'm sorry, but instead of going for Craig Reynolds, go for Josh Reynolds. That'd be a good pick there. I would say Khalif Raymond would be a good supplemental piece, too. Uh, most people probably already drafted Monroe St. Brown. Marvin Jones could be a sneaky pickup, too. And Ooh. Sam Laporta might be available in your league as well. So Told you guys last week to do that. So that's a Detroit situation. Um, sticking with the running back position, we're going to go to the New York Giants. Saquon Barkley, he got his ankle rolled up in that final drive against talk, the Arizona Talk Park. about catch-22. Like, yes, yes. No. Yeah, that was. But we won. <laughs> he had an amazing like Spinner Rooney, and he got a first down, and it was just Time fantastic. Out. Time out. Time out. Spinner Rooney. 
Oh, come on. You never watched Spin-a-rooney. wrestling with Booker T? Come on, dude. <laughs> That's a classic. Spin-a-rooney. Oh, the Spin-a-rooney. My God. Oh, my right, God. We're gonna, we're gonna, you know what? We're going to do, you know, like the Bechtel test. Have you ever heard of that? I'm not familiar with that one now. Okay, the Bechtel test is when people are like, how, like, you know, feminist isn't the right word, but like, how woman positive is this movie? Is like, is the woman dependent on the man? And there, there's like a certain criteria. We, we now have the Chauncey Talese test. We're, I'll reach out to Chauncey. We'll see. If he says it's a good reference, I will forgive you. But he will now. That's a I 100% terrible think reference. he'll love it. He'll love it. I guarantee you he'll love that one. But just, yeah, really the play before, he had a great move to get to the first down and continue the drive. And then literally, I think it was like a couple plays later, he unfortunately gets his ankle rolled up. He gets carried off into the sidelines. He throws his helmet down in frustration. You clearly, I thought it was upset. way more serious when he it, did that. Yeah, I obviously thought it was more serious. Obviously, he could feel his pain, so maybe he thought it was more serious too. But it looks like it's just a mild ankle sprain. It's not a high ankle sprain that will keep him out for a lot longer. But we got confirmation today based off the MRI results that he's also going to be out for three weeks. So also, even if he was going to be healthy or could have possibly gone on the short week, I bet you the Giants would have held him out because yeah. they want to keep him long term. They're playing on Thursday night against my San Francisco 49ers. Not a great matchup at all. So I bet you they would have kept him out. But in this case, they're keeping him out for three weeks. Um, I wouldn't go with the backups here, Tad. They got Matt Breida, former Niner. Maybe there's a little mm. bit of revenge there, but I just don't see it happening. They also got Gary Brightwell, a former. Um, I don't want to say he was a third round pick I'm on Memphis, it. if I remember correctly I want to say two years ago uh, but just either way their play against the Niners is a home opener for the Niners it's their first game in Levi Stadium it's going to be a raucous crowd I really think they're going to have their defense clicking on all cylinders there so yeah I don't think add any of the backups from Barkley but just yeah you may have to temporarily make an adjustment like we talked about Kyra Williams Jerome Ford will obviously get to a few more guys a little bit later in the episode too but you got that confirmation for me on Gary Brightwell yeah. did you say third round I said third round out of Memphis, yeah. Uh, he was a six-round pick. Six-round, but he did go to Memphis, right? No. <laughs> okay, he didn't go to Memphis either. All right. You're not even close. He went to Arizona. <laughs> Arizona, jeez. It's not even close. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, well. I can't get them all. It's all right. It happens to the best of us. I'm still riding high for my Chandler Hardest going to Northern Illinois, so I still got that. That was impressive. Carried me for that a little was, bit. Yeah, that so. was good. Uh, we got two more here, Ted, that I want to really quick, uh, quickly get to. We talked about Justin Fields. Well, one of his receivers is possibly going to be out. Darnell Moody hurt his knee in the very beginning. Is that why half, he cost me DraftKings? He hurt his knee at the very beginning of the second okay. half. He did not return in that game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Initial reports are calling that a minor injury, but there could be a chance that he doesn't suit up in week three, depending on how severe it is. They may want to hold him out for a week, make sure he's fully healthy. But honestly, Tad, based on what we've seen from this Bears offense, like yeah, I'd stay away rough. from it's Bears rough. players right now. It's just not looking all that great. I'm but trying even if you so hard to get Herbert the fuck off my roster. Yeah, it is not looking good for him. Just that offense overall has just been not what we were expecting. I know sort of they're still rebuilding. They still have a lot more that they need to add to that offense. But with the offseason that they had, we had a lot more optimism. And then the season that Justin Fields had last year, we really thought he'd take that next step. But so far through two weeks, we are not seeing that Bears offense that we thought we'd be seeing, especially with the addition of DJ Moore, some of the changes that they've made. So I would not rush to the waiver wire to claim Chase Claypool off the waiver wire because, yeah, I just don't see this passing offense being that significant this week against the Kansas City Chiefs of all teams that they're playing this week. So, yeah, not the greatest. And then I want to close with that, Tad. You brought up this tight end before as far as one of your guys that you're really liking. Uh, Logan Thomas, tight end with the Washington Commanders. Is he still alive? (laughs) 
he took a big shot. Like, that was yeah, I don't rough. doubt you that. Yeah, he took a big shot from Eddie uh, Kareem Jackson, excuse me, of the Denver Broncos. Uh, Kareem Jackson was ejected from that game for that hit. He scored on the play, but just, yeah, he left the game with a possible concussion. Um, Thomas has sort of dealt with injuries in the past, too. So this is sort of a yeah. lingering thing with him. He's always had the potential, but unfortunately, he's always been on the injury list. This is his first concussion. He's mainly dealt with a lot of leg injuries. So we'll see exactly what can happen, whether he'll be healthy to go against the Buffalo Bills. Another tough matchup, though. But here's a guy that you sort of brought up as like a deep sleeper, as a, a lottery ticket player. You brought him up. Cole Turner, the former tight end yep. of the University of Nevada. Good, so possibly, good pick up. Good pick up there. So this could possibly be a potential for him to break out and sort of separate himself in this offense in case long-term Logan Thomas, that concussion sort of rears its ugly head, you know, bad pun there sort of thing. But just it doesn't look good for him the rest of the season with that concussion sort of lingering on with him. But just, yeah, All right. that's something to keep on there. Real quick. So this is one guy that was on your list. But I got this alert as I'm getting ready to go to my car after work today. And it was a good work day. I'm in a fairly good mood. Just put me in a bad mood. Am I starting Brandon I this Thursday? That's what, what is happening. Diet, yeah. That came out of nowhere. I was like, I, you were fine. I was like, he was fine. And then I read the news. I'm like, oh, no, you weren't fine. Because I was wondering. It was funny. The Debo Samuel touchdown. I yeah. was literally screaming at my uh, at my TV. I was like, wait, no. Why is that Ayuk? Why is that Ayuk? But apparently he's been dealing with a shoulder thing. So that actually happened. That, that actually happened in the very first drive of the game for San Francisco. He suffered mm. a pretty big tackle on that shoulder. They were massaging his neck and his shoulder pretty much all game long. He was trying to fight it out throughout the entire game. He's trying to gut it out. He did get a little bit involvement, but nothing like we saw in week one. Um, yeah, I think you bring up a great point on that short week. There's potentially he could possibly sit out, but I haven't heard any reports yet as far as okay, like, but yes, even put, even if he doesn't sit out, is it going to be a repeat of last week where all the touches that normally go to him are going to Debo. It possibly could be the case that they may lean against him. Like, I mean, he'll just be, unfortunately, something that you'd sort of need to be, yeah, something you'll need to keep your eye on as far as just like, if he's healthy to go, is he really going to be fully healthy? Right. I'm not sure about that one. Especially then, because if they play on Thursday, they're not going to have to play again for another week and a half, practically. So, it wouldn't surprise me if they limit his snaps if he does play or if they decide to hold him out for one week and then sort of use him the next week when they play Arizona on Sunday again the following week. So, yeah, that's that's a good one to bring up as well. I'm not I'll, sure I'll flip a his status for sure there. Yeah, that's a, that's a good way to sort of set your fans yeah. roster yeah. for sure. <laughs> share my luck. But anyway. Um, yeah. That's the injury report there for week two. We got some significant ones. We got some not significant ones. But I think the biggest thing that we can sort of help you with is going after that waiver wire there with all the first, picks. Okay, there. we need I to discuss this response. I always don't know whether you're going we to do it or not. You sort of get looped <laughs> in and you sort of get into conversation. You forget about it. So then I think I need to do it. So I was so fun. excited. I'm finally responsible and you just don't trust me. I've completely yeah, earned it. Yeah, I've completely it. earned that at this point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so let's get into our waiver wire picks here, Tad. So, I mean, let's start at the quarterback position here. Um, obviously Anthony Richardson would probably be the biggest news as far as the quarterback position, as far as being hurt and some guy that you need to replace possibly if you're playing in a deeper league or a two quarterback league. So who's a guy that you want to pick up off the waiver wire that you can have, that can help you in week three, possibly beyond. I hate this man. <laughs> I have spent the better part. Do you know who I'm going to say? I don't, but you know. I always love when you start with, I hate this man. Like that's the best way you want to start a segment. <laughs> I have spent the better part of two years of my life, the past two seasons saying this man is trash and he will be trash. He is not looking like total trash. 
Jordan Love might actually be legit. Like yeah. I'm not now now hold on because I was having this so here's why my analysis this week may be a little spottier is a friend came in from out of town so I actually missed most of the early slate games we were at oh. a, a Sunday brunch thing I got home to watch the Lions absolutely blow it which was hilarious not to my dad yeah but um so this this was the surprising thing is I was just like he's still doing well. I was like, come on, man. I know they lost, and that was bad too. But, like, stat-wise, his completion percentage isn't great. But when it comes to fantasy, all I care about are those yardage numbers and those touchdown numbers. And he is doing very well in both. I know people are going to go, he only threw for 155. I don't care. If you throw for three, you kind of make up that difference. So, with Jordan Love, I think that the Saints, who he plays next week, will be his first real test. Yeah. But moving forward, they have a pretty easy schedule leading up into their bye, and that's Detroit and Vegas. So Detroit's defense had one good week against Kansas City and one really bad week against Seattle. So for now, let's put smack dab in the middle, which is iffy. I think it's fair to say the Raiders' defense sucks. Yeah. I think that is a fair assumption to make at this point. So you you get one iffy game against the Saints, like I because the Saints look Fairly good against Bryce Young, but that Carolina offense also just looks like all time. I can't, I, I don't have a gauge on New Orleans yet. Um, yeah. So this will be a good test for both teams. But I think if you want a stash player, now I'm not quite saying he's a go-to starter, but if you need a guy that, and like we were talking about earlier, if you have the bench room and you stash Jordan Love, and then you know something like a Nick Chubb situation happens where somebody's star quarterback, this actually almost happened to me earlier tonight, where I don't know if you saw this TJ Watt on his record-breaking sack to become the Steelers' all-time sacks leader. Deshaun Watson was down for a bit. He was. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, shit, because I just traded away Kirk Cousins. So I was like, I have no backup plan here. And Jordan loves a pretty good backup plan. So I think he's an excellent stash option there. I think that while he is very wait and see, it's a risk worth taking, especially like you said, that quarterback pool is drying up fairly quickly. And I don't trust guys like Anthony Richardson um, to be consistent enough to depend on. Jordan Love is not a scrambler. He's a passer. Um, So I hate him. I, I still don't know if he's the future in Green Bay, but for now, six touchdowns, zero interceptions. Call me a believer. God, that hurts to say. Yeah, he's not getting yardage, but exactly like I said, he's uh, making it up with the touchdown passes. So he had three in the first week. He had another three against Atlanta as well in the second week. So, yeah, he's getting you the touchdown passes. So that's definitely the big thing there. Yardage will come, I think, with a little bit more time. But, yeah, this is a big test here with them going against New Orleans for sure. Because, yeah, they allowed their first touchdown against the Carolina Panthers that, in this game they tonight. They barely so. allowed that touchdown. I don't know if you saw it's that. True. Like, but had they didn't let up that. a lot of the short yardage. So, I that's mean, true. it was very interesting there. Defensive coverage during the final seconds of that game but yeah i think they do they had the game in hand so that's part of it too so yeah we'll see what sort of saints defense we're going to get against the packers there so but yeah good addition there so tad i'm going to stick to the nfc north with my pick here um this guy is sort of more rostered in both espn and yahoo leagues but it's still a guy that this is sort of your last week to sort of get on board with this guy and tad you brought him up as one of your bold predictions uh this is jared goff the detroit lions and so, so you made good. the bold prediction I, I got so mad at you while i was doing reasons so of course i got his picks in first and while i was doing research i looked up jared goff's uh um ownership number i know that's not the proper what's the proper term roster number yeah Yeah. well roster whatever but uh, (laughs) his roster percentage and i was like that's so low and i was like sweet jared goff and i was like wait a minute that sounds familiar and i scroll up like you (laughs) 
bastard. <laughs> yeah, so he's rostered in 51.8% of ESPN so leagues and low. a lot higher in Yahoo leagues, 76%. So, I mean, through two weeks of NFL action, Tad, Goff is tied for 10th in the NFL uh, among fantasy quarterbacks. I'm sorry, he's tied for 10th among fantasy quarterbacks at the in fantasy leagues there. I mean, this is like I said, this is the best opportunity to grab him because as the season goes along, he's going to get more involved in the offense. He's just got to get more comfortable with the offense. Like we talked about, Dave Montgomery out. Maybe they lean more on the passing game. So it's not just Jameer Gibbs running the ball. Jameer Gibbs catching the ball as well. So I think they may see some more dump-offs there, some screens. Obviously get Amon Ross St. Brown involved. Sam Laporta's had five straight, uh, two straight games with five targets at least. So, I mean, he's getting involved in the offense too. So, I mean, this is an offense that's sort of going to be a offense to sort of keep in mind because in the upcoming schedule, they played the Falcons, the Packers, the Panthers, and the Bucks in the coming weeks. So even if they're sort of trailing in some of those games, like I'm not going to favor them in every one of those games. They're going to have to pass to sort of come yep. back in a lot of those games, and that's exactly what's going to fit the mold there as far as quarterback that you want starting for your roster because like we talked about, Tad, so many times on the podcast, garbage time is fantastic time right. for fantasy that's football. Fancy gold. <laughs> fancy gold. Exactly. That's where you sort of make your hay there in garbage time. So, yeah, Jared Goff, in case he falls behind in any of those games, he could very much make it up for you on your fantasy roster. So, yeah, add him this week because before long, that roster ship number is going to increase by – quite a bit and you may miss out on it yeah yeah <laughs> yeah jared goff is good i mean this guy legitimately could be uh a top eight quarterback by the end of the year that would not honestly Maybe. shock me was that my bold prediction i'm trying to remember what mine was your bold prediction was that he was going to throw for over 35 passing touchdowns Fuck, which would put cool. him kind of in that top was, range. Yeah, yeah, no, we'll put was, him in that top so, range. well yeah. like i said and that's why in a weird way um that seattle score was so encouraging because after Kansas City, I'm like, fuck, if this team has a good defense, like, I'm not sure how much they're going to be passing it. And then True. Seattle, I'm like, oh, no, this is exactly what I was expecting. Yeah. Whereas, like, yeah, every game of theirs is just going to be a shootout because their secondary is terrible. Yeah, I think that's very fair to say. So, Tad, let's start jump to the running back position here. And I'm actually going to give my pick first because this is Go actually a pick from your team. I'm going to go with Zach Moss of the yeah. Indianapolis Colts. He's currently rostered in 32.1% of ESPN leagues and 53% of Yahoo leagues. So, for some reason, Yahoo leagues are sort of on board with some of our picks. I wonder if there's, ESPN like, more of them or something. Like they It always could be the case, be too. Maybe the leagues are shifting to Yahoo instead of ESPN. I have no idea. But just, yeah, that's exactly what's happening now. But... Booty's Jonathan Taylor, right, Ted? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> All right. Let's, pay that. Let's ease it up there. Let's pay, ease it up there. Pay that man. No, I will not. <laughs> I will not. Pay that man. Especially, like I said, oh. we just had one of the run heaviest teams have a massive opening. I am terrified. We're going to touch on this, but I am terrified of Jonathan Taylor going to Cleveland now. I feel like Cleveland's about to offer, like, just go all in on, like, hey, look, here's two first here's a second and that's what i was asking for and now i'm like no no don't do that don't do this stay away from my boy <laughs> i like my jersey man i want to keep the jersey yeah yeah that's a tough one but um yeah unfortunately boston played week one he had an injury but yeah he was healthy here to go in week two he played 56 of the 57 offensive snaps tat against the houston texans he clearly was the lead back like i mean nobody else is involved in the rushing attack with the exception of anthony richardson but yeah if he doesn't play a week three that's all gonna go to zach boss for sure um he went for 88 rushing yards on 18 attempts he scored once on the ground he also caught four passes for 19 yards so he had 107 total scrimmage yards in that game so that's pretty good for one week 
week of action there. Um, he's not going to be a bust start every single week. I think he's very much going to be a sort of flex option for you at best. But I think because of the pure volume alone, Tad, I know you love the volume aspect. If he's love getting it. heavily involved in the offense as much as he is, and we still don't know what's going to happen with Jonathan Taylor, this is a guy that you want to add to your bench at least, and then possibly based on the matchup, you can put him in your flex spot. Maybe you entertain the thought of putting him at RB2, but yeah, 100%, I could see him as a flex option going forward for sure if he's going to be involved in the offense this much. So like I said, he plays Baltimore this week. Maybe not the greatest matchup, but yeah, just by pure volume numbers alone, if he plays that same snap percentage that he did here in week two, that's a great addition. Yeah, <clears throat> that was one of the rare cases where you just got to admit you're wrong is a buddy of mine added Zach Moss in our league and was just like, so, like, I bet you're upset about that. I was like, not really. <laughs> they're just like, really? And I'm like, no, I think it's going to be Deion Jackson. Woo! That was the wrong-ass gamble yeah. there. Um, so, yeah, I was wrong. I mean, there's nothing else to say. I'm actually, like, shocked how much faith they put in Zach Moss. But like you said, with uh, you know, almost 110 all-purpose yards – he, he paid that gamble off. So I think it, the problem is I just don't know moving forward. It's like, maybe they go back to Deion Jackson, but, yeah. I, but the whole thing is like, if you're going to bet on one Dion or Zach, Zach's the one to bet on. And yeah. uh, the thing is though, and this is why you need to keep tuning in every week is he is entirely, as you were saying, matchup based is mm -hmm. um, if he's going up kind of like what you were saying about um, the, the player we were talking about earlier, who I'm currently blanking on. Cause I'm, I have like six names in my head, but they're playing the Ravens. Right. So like if the yeah. Colts, if the Colts ended up playing, you know, the Ravens or God, the way they've been stuffing the run. To, well, I guess not that long run, but um, the, the Steelers or something like that, I'd be like, eh, yeah, that's probably a bench option. So he's a good player to have on your roster in case of, he's like the little red button, right. The, in case of emergency, uh, emergency button i think that's fair but in terms of like a solid starter i'm not seeing it quite yet fair fair all right let's get to your pick here ted uh i mean like i said before we're gonna I, we have to bring it up right we have to bring it up uh jerome ford is gonna be at the top of everyone's waiver wire uh you know target list this this week and for good reason he's only yeah. rostered nine percent of espn leagues um and also for good reason because I, who saw him stepping into this role, but an interesting stat I saw while I was very hurriedly, hurried, hurriedly, there we go. Third time's charm. <laughs> um, while I was rushing to find, you know, stats on him and numbers and everything, he actually had the same number of touches last week that Kareem Hunt had in week one of last year. Mm, okay. So okay. essentially he is their new cream hunt. Um, now the big question is, will he be their guy moving forward? Uh, the answer to that. And I know our fans are going to love this. I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah. because, well, cause here's the thing is I know you brought up cream hunt, but there, uh, there, there has to be a reason he hasn't been signed yet. Like Zeke Elliott got signed and that dude is so washed at this point. So what's going on with cream hunt there. And I, I do wonder if it's longevity concerns, so you're right. Maybe they bring him back, but that free agent running back pool is pretty dried up at this point. Yeah. So that's what makes me worried is do the Browns now go all in for Jonathan Taylor. It's interesting that you bring up Cam Akers because I did not consider that that would be a cheaper option in terms of draft capital you have to give mm -hmm. up, especially mm -hmm. if the Rams are pissed off at him. So could Cam Akers be a Brown? Maybe. So I, I think that is where Ford's value gets hit the most is if they trade for someone, not if they sign someone. Because think about, I remember when the Ravens signed Melvin Gordon and everybody was like, oh my God, Melvin Gordon might be like the guy. I don't think he's 
taking a single snap for Baltimore. I only, is he even off their practice squad? He is, because after J.K. Dobbs got hurt, we brought it up on the podcast the, okay. that he got promoted to from the practice squad to the active roster. But, yeah, he's not going to be a factor in that backfield. These aging vets are always the big names that you know, hence why you see them in the headlines. Like, could this person be a fantasy? No. Like 90% of the time, these guys are fantasy irrelevant once they land on their third or fourth team. So, honestly, like until, you know, given further notice, Jerome Ford's their dude moving forward. And will he do as well as Nick Chubb? Obviously not. And, like, I know people are going to freak out being like, look at those stats. They're forgetting, like, half of his yards have been coming from that 70-yard run. So, hopefully... Hopefully Jerome Ford's there for you guys if you need to replace Nick Chubb. Because I think he, I think he'll be dependent enough to be a solid flex option in terms of, and then maybe hopefully you work out trade or something like that. If you need help working out trade, I'm your dude. Um, because I just traded for Brian Robinson after that week. He just said, woo. But um, and now I know what people are saying is like, Ted, no, I don't go to you for the obvious pickup. Who are some like lower key pickups? Kyron Williams guy you brought yep. up before he's mm-hmm. still only rostered in 60 percent leagues so if you're in that 40 percent, you go for that man right now especially with everything going on with, uh cam Akers. jalen warren how about that for an interesting name Najee harris as again the game is still going on as we're recording but Najee harris has really only had one good drive this entire game like and you can tell the crowd is starting to get pretty frustrated with him and Jalen Warren has been making a lot of stuff happen, both in the receiving game and on the ground. So Jalen Warren's an interesting name to look out for. I think they could start involving him more. And then Gus Edwards shocked me. He's yeah. He is rostered in less than 65% of leagues still. How is that possible? How is that? If, if Gus Edwards is there, you go for Gus Edwards right now. Yeah, that's a great addition for sure if he's available in your league and you need a running back. That's 100% the move you should be making for sure. And just over half, like I said, just, well, I guess under, under half the leagues, he's still there. That's a ridiculous number. Like, I, I'm mad. Like, my league is this weird hybrid of, like, don't pay attention at all and get the guys that I somehow am always going for. So, like, all these guys are <laughs> taken in my league, but trust me, if they weren't, they would be at the very top of my waiver list. 100%, 100%. So, Tad, let's get to the pass catchers here with the wide receiver and the tight end. So, who's your pick for a wide receiver pickup here in week three? it's josh reynolds i told you people (laughs) i told you people three weeks ago josh reynolds look out for josh reynolds what did i get oh josh reynolds i don't know oh no you have all these other receivers that's all of you doubting these people don't you that is all the twitter people and all the well instagram we didn't really get much of this but all you twitter people and all you youtube people i hear you I read your comments. I see you. And you know what? I was right. Josh Reynolds is the number two receiver, unquestionably the number two receiver in the offense that is among the highest passing offenses in the league. I don't mean in terms of yards. I mean, in terms of attempts and attempts equals targets and targets equals points and points equals wins. It's simple money ball. People I've seen the movie like 50 times. Trust me. My point being is Josh Reynolds is absolutely the dude that I promised you he was going to be. And in case you're like, wow, he's really patting himself on the back. You're damn right I am. (laughs) Now, there are several reasons I like Josh Reynolds. Jared Goff is looking legit, as we talked about before. 
The Lions defense is looking iffy. Like I said, I'm in in between. One good game, one bad game. All right, let's go with iffy for now. So they're going to have to pass a lot to stay in the games. He's the unquestioned number two option. I can't wait for this question. Like, well, what about when Jamison Williams comes back? I don't care. Let's cross that bridge when we get to it. We got like, what, five more weeks until we get there? I think so. We're on there. Yeah, so we're Three fine. Weeks, Let, think, let's yeah. enjoy the five more weeks, and then we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Legitimate concern come November, for sure. But November is so far away away. I'm a teacher. Trust me. These weeks like drag through in the fall. We got time. So for now, he is a guy that is getting constant target numbers. He's had 13 targets over his last two games, plus two touchdowns this past weekend. So Josh Reynolds, I think this hot streak is going to keep going. And he's only rostered. I don't know. I don't know if I mentioned this or not. And 4.7% of ESPN leagues. This is a borderline wide receiver two candidate, a definite flex candidate that is only rostered in 4% of leagues. And here's another thing is that wide receiver uh, waiver wire is going to be so crowded. Even if you're like, let's say number eight, number nine, where you're doing pretty well, but I don't know. Yeah. Receiver go down. He could potentially be like that steal where they're like, how do we let him like, how do we let this good team get him again? I'm telling you, Josh Reynolds is the real deal this year. Can be a sneaky pickup, especially with that Dave Montgomery injury. Like we yep. talked about, they could decide to pass more and that's just sort of obviously lead to a lot of targets for both, you know, Josh Reynolds, Marvin Jones, Sam Laporta. We already brought up all the names there. So yeah, definitely a boon for the passing offense with Dan Montgomery being injured there. So I'm going to go to the AFC East, Tad. I'm going to go to New England Patriots. I'm going to bring up Kendrick Bourne. He's only rostered mm. in 39% of ESPN leagues and 44% of Yahoo leagues. I mean, Tad, Devontae Adams. Yep. Jamar Chase. Uh-huh. CD Lamb. Okay. What do they all have in common? Uh, top tier fantasy receivers. True. So they're all drafted ahead of Kendrick Bourne. Wow. Oh, Kendrick Bourne was in the draft? Not the draft. I'm talking about it. Oh, okay. 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 <laughs> um, but they're all drafted higher than Kendrick Bourne in fantasy drafts. I guess you gotcha, specified there. You. No, you should. And, that's that's and, believable. And here's the bigger one. Kendrick Bourne has more targets than all three of them. Mm. So that's what it says something as far as this Patriots offense, as far as like we knew obviously last year with, you know, Matt Patricia and Mike, Judge, not Mike Judge, Joe Judge. That's there we like, go. Mike Judge created King of the Hill, not running the Patriots offense. So, uh, but Joe Judge, like that was absolute disaster. We knew how bad this Patriots offense was. They obviously go against Bill O'Brien. We're seeing the changes. We're seeing Mac Jones being a lot more comfortable in the pocket. He's got a higher efficiency. Tad, he had a 73% completion percentage against the Miami Dolphins on Sunday. So, I mean, this guy is not making mistakes. He's playing really well, and the yards will come very similar to what you're talking about with Jordan Love. He threw for three touchdowns against the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, there's this weird in-between of, like, you're not throwing for a lot, but when you do throw it, you're efficient with it. So it's like, okay. Exactly. So, I mean, he's looking really comfortable in this offense, and a lot of his targets are going to Kendrick Bourne. Like, I mean, he has 20 targets. Um, He's clearly looking like the go-to guy for Mac Jones in this offense outside of Hunter Henry, who's another great addition for sure. But just, yeah, Kendrick Bourne, with that roster percentage where it is, he's a really good addition to your fantasy roster because, yeah, he's going to be heavily involved in this offense that's slowly going to become better the more Mac Jones gets comfortable with it, the more Bill O'Brien sort of opens up the offense as well. It just that's going to lead a lot more fancy production for you going forward for sure. So, 
Dad, we started talking about Hunter Henry, but let's get to the tight end position here. Who's your waiver wire ad here week three at the tight end position? Sorry, real quick, just to explain for our YouTube audience why that I had that reaction. That was nothing you were saying. I don't I wasn't watching because I was trying to pay attention to you. TJ sure. Watt just somehow scored a touchdown. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> I have Deshaun Watson. Oh, that's strip, even better. Strip sack, that's even better. Strip sack, <laughs> scoop and score. God damn it. Anyway, uh, well, <clears throat> let's go from a team that's not a demoralizing disappointment. Um, well, I guess for some it may be. But let's go Patriot to Patriot is uh, – I'm, I'm going to do the thing. I almost did the thing last week, but okay. I didn't do the thing. I got scared away from the thing. I'm now a believer in the thing. It is now time to trust Hunter Henry once again. Okay. Yeah, like I'm, I said, I'm a outside believer. of Kendrick Ward, Hunter Henry is being heavily targeted in this yep. offense. So, yeah, I actually like this pick. I'm a believer. I almost did it last week, like I said, but I was like, you know what? Let's see what he does next week. And, and here's the best part is at least on ESPN Standard Leagues, half PPR, he did literally the exact same thing he did last week where he had exactly <laughs> 14 points a week one, and he had exactly 14 points a week two. So I think that it's time to trust him, and it's here's why. Here's what's changed. And by the way, he's only rostered in 35% of leagues right now. So he's still widely available. But of course, he's not available in my league. Because um, just freaking Jeremy. But anyway, is <laughs> he, he's he got 50, 50 plus yards and a touchdown at each game of this season. But, but here's how, here's why I warned you against him last year. And here's what's changed this year, which is why I'm not buying into him, is last year, if you looked at his yards per catch, they were ridiculously low. I'm talking like 4.4 catches a, a, a yards per catch. So that shows me not smart usage, right? That's just opportun, uh, opportun, opportunistic. Opportun there you go. That's the word. I, I still think I butchered that. But that's just like, you know, like, oh, touchdown dependent. There we go. This year, he averaged 11 yards a catch his first week. Last week, he averaged 8.7, so let's call it 9. So he's now that, that okay, I, I do wonder if the addition of Gusecki is maybe attributing to this. Of like, yeah, Gusecki's our short, you know, short yards guy. You start trusting the field again because that is where Hunter Henry did so well in San Diego and Los Angeles is he was the stretch of the field tight end. If you use him as the possession short field tight end, of course he's not going to do that well. He's not really built for that. So I think that New England finally has figured out a way to properly utilize him, and I'm an absolute believer in him as, get this, one of the more dependable tight ends in, the, in fantasy football right now. He may break my top seven. Interesting. Interesting. We'll see how it all plays out because the tight end is just such a it's such a crapshoot. We don't know how it's, it's going to actually it's a finish crap out. Shoot, so. But the important thing, too, that you got to remember, Jerome Ford just broke off a huge run. Um, Go grab uh, people. Like, him. Put 9%, in your claims right now. I will say that again. Nine percent. Um, that's the one nice thing about me losing this week is there's a slight chance I may land him. There you um, go. But no, with him too, is it's it's one of those things where I think that the Patriots are just always going to be competitive, but they're yeah. also always going to be down, which means sure. they're going to be passing it a lot, which means more sure. opportunities for him as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to go, Tad, this is a little bit surprising, but I had to look at the numbers and it sort of backs up my claim here, but I'm going to go with Zach Ertz of the Arizona Cardinals. I was wondering, it was funny, when you when I saw that pick, I was like, Zach Ertz, are you insane? Uh, same, I looked at the numbers and I'm like, 
Oh shit, that's actually a good pick. I was like, all right. So he's only rostered in surprisingly, he's rostered in forty seven point three percent of ESPN leagues that's, and only ten percent that's name ten percent in Yahoo leagues. So I mean this guy's widely available in Yahoo oh, leagues. With the, with the weird uh, reverse there. Yeah, I don't know. That was kind of surprising there. But yeah, Ertz leads all tight ends, Tad, in targets and is second in the league in reception. So I don't know what's going on with Arizona because it's like, first we thought they were tanking. Clearly, they were able to pull up the upset win or almost upset win against both Washington and the New York Giants. And it's like, I don't know what's going on. I do know that both the Giants. I do. Okay. I absolutely do. I put this in the LAFB Slack last week when they were playing Washington close. This is why tanking, we talked about this on the podcast. This is why tanking in the NFL doesn't work is because front offices are tanking. Arizona's front office is absolutely trying to tank. But here's the problem is when it becomes so obvious that you're trying to tank, the players get pissed off because they're like, well, they think we're like the bad players. Then like we're going to lose and it fires them up. And they're starting. That is exactly what's happened with Dobbs of like they trade for me just to lose. And now the dude's playing like a goddamn like Gardner Minshew clone. So no, that's exact. I this is almost the exact way I put in the LAP network. Front offices tank, players don't. That is why tanking in the NFL does not work. Is because by tanking and making it obvious, you are pissing your team off, which motivates them. Yeah, and clearly, like you said, Josh Dobbs is just playing at another level right now. He's you clearly know the Steelers are like, play. where the hell was this guy? That's yeah, where was this guy that we drafted out of Tennessee in the fifth round? It's like, yeah, so this guy has clearly been using Zach Ertz as a safety blanket. And the biggest thing that I've been showing, Ted, is Zach Ertz clearly shows that he still has gas in the tank because he's holding off the young start, the young upstart uh, player in Good Trey boy. McBride who was drafted out of Colorado State, right? So it's like we thought he might get more involved as he moves along. But yeah, Zach Ertz proving that he's still got a lot left to give and so he's been proving to be a very dependable option for josh dobbs um honestly tad even though arizona has sort of came close to winning both these games they're also playing behind a couple of times too so in future matchups they're gonna play air uh they're gonna play san francisco in two weeks they're probably gonna be behind in that game they're going to have to air it out there's a lot of targets that are gonna be going towards zach Ertz. so yeah this is a guy that may continue to lead the all tight ends in receptions and targets, or at least be towards the top there because of the fact that Josh Dobbs may like to use him a lot. And so for that reason, because of, once again, the volume aspect, he's worth an addition to your roster. I completely agree. No notes. All right. All right, Tad, let's sort of close this out here with our defense and our kicker options here. Who are you going with defense and kicker this week? All right, at defense, God, I hate the fact that I have to give them a compliment two weeks in a row, but uh, I'm going Jaguars. That Jaguars yeah. defense is pretty solid. I was debating between this one and the pick that I had. So, yeah, this was a good pick. And I was surprised at how low the roster percentage was. See, I got yeah. it right that time. Uh, it's 12%. <laughs> yeah. And it's pretty I was like, holy shit, that is low. So, they had 11 points against Indianapolis. They had eight points against Kansas City. They held Kansas City as 17 points in the actual game. And here's the biggest thing for me, though, is they are forcing multiple turnovers in both games. This you know, pass rushes. I'm not going to say like amazing, but one of your favorite former draft picks, but Andre Cisco, he came up with it. I told you, I saw really that. I saw well. it's funny. You should say that actually. Cause like I said, I was at brunch with my friend and that was the only game on TV. It was Chiefs Jaguars. <laughs> and we're like of all the game, like why That's we a good game to watch though? Kansas it was City, not, Jackson, why not? It was not. Okay. Yes. The way it turned out. Yes. It wasn't a good game, but on paper it started. On like, paper it was great. But let me tell you, like halfway through the first <laughs> well, quarter, we're all like, ah, shit. Yeah. Um, but- but no, I, I, cause I actually saw the exact player you're talking about. I was like, I knew he'd be good. I was like, I knew it. I knew it. I'm telling you, you would have been first rounder if you didn't get hurt. But anyway, sure. Um, sure. 
so yeah, no, I think that Jacksonville is actually a really, really solid defense. And uh, who are they playing next week? The Texans. Yeah. <laughs> Oof, that is a rough looking offense, man. I didn't watch a whole lot of the Colts game, but the little bit I did, I was like, ooh, no, Texans still suck. So yes, it's boring, but go for the defense that's playing the Texans. That's still widely available. And who do they have after they play the Texans? Do you know? The Falcons. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This Falcons offense, there's no way they are legit. I'm calling phony. I feel like a family guy, you know, character where I'm like, you're a phony. phony. There's no way. Both those impressions were terrible, by the way. But there is no way that Desmond Ritter is for real. Like, I just, I refuse to believe it. Like, he looks way better than even I gave him crap for. And we were both fans of him coming out of the draft. Like, I don't believe in this Falcons offense. So I think eventually they'll collapse. And I think that Jaguars will be the start of said collapse. In terms of kicker. My friend, you got yourself a kicker. I laughed in your face when you drafted him, but good God. I will tell you. Honestly, I was, the, way, the way the preseason was going, too, like, I was like, oh, my God. Did they that really was, screw this up like no. so many teams have passed? So I was like, but yeah. So for the, uh, for the uninitiated is Jake Moody, the kicker with the San Francisco Let's 49ers, go. who is rostered in just under 34% of ESPN leagues. I am not going to lie. I had that text ready to go when they were lining up for it. And correct me if I have this yardage wrong. When they were lining up for that 57 yarder. Yeah. It was I was ready. I had that text ready to make fun of you. It was good. And then some, oh, and I was yeah. like, and Fine. that was the moment I knew I was like, okay, I got my kicker pick for the week. So I'm just <laughs> like, well, and, and the big thing with him too is, so he's had six total field goals over the last two weeks. So, for whatever reason, call it that Brock Purdy is not the end-all be-all. He, he made some, a couple not great overthrows, but he still looked good, don't get me wrong. But yeah, I think the, the biggest concern with Moody heading in other than misses was is the Niners offense just going to be so good that all he does is kick extra points. I think we got our answer where, like, no. Like, you guys are still going to give him plenty of opportunities mm-hmm. to hit those field goals as well to what I call – create the perfect blend kicker of he gets a blend of just enough extra points to add that cherry on top. Oh yeah. But also mm-hmm. enough field goals to actually get you above yeah. that 10 point mark that you want. So Jake Moody, honest to God, I have, Oh God, who's my kicker right now? So, Oh, I have Cameron Dicker who actually almost made my pick for this episode. I may drop Dicker for Moody. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Actually on that 57 yard or two, like they flat, they flashed uh, the camera to the sidelines too. And Kyle Shannon was fired up. So I think Shanahan is starting to gain a lot more confidence with Jake Moody too. So there may be situations where he may be a little bit confident. That's like, all right, we got to go with the 50 yard, 55 yard field goal. I trust my kicker now as opposed to the preseason where he was like, I don't know what I got. This guy did me make the wrong pick, which I felt as well. Most Niner fans felt as well. But yeah, so far through two weeks, he's been looking like the real deal. Like he's going to make it pan out as that third round pick by the 49ers here in the most recent draft. So yeah, keep my fingers crossed that everything stays the way that it is. Um, So my defensive pick, I was debating between the Jaguars, but this was my other pick that I decided to go with. It's the Kansas City Chiefs. They are rostered in 9.7% of ESPN leagues and Yahoo's 39% of leagues in Yahoo there. So Tad, we talked about this team, the Chicago Bears. They're just not looking so like bad. a very uh, so complete bad. team right now on offense. Um, they were one of the teams that we talked about consistently in the offseason with all the moves that they make. And the trade, obviously, from the number one overall pick, number nine, with the Carolina Panthers trading up. It's just like, yeah, they are tied right now for the 10th fewest total points scored in the league through two weeks of game action. I mean, the Chiefs now have uh, Travis Kelsey back on offense. They re-signed Chris Jones. They're looking to sort of like, you know, 
a get back in form game. And that's exactly what's going to happen here against the Chicago Bears. They're going to be able to just do whatever they want on offense, which will lead to the offense for the Chicago Bears to try and play catch up in a track meet. Defense will be able to shut them down. I really like them as a fantasy defense here at the Kansas City Chiefs against the Chicago Bears. At the kicker position, I'm going with Brandon Aubrey, the kicker for the Dallas Cowboys, Tad. Okay. He is rostered in only 4.2% of ESPN leagues and 7% of Yahoo leagues. Now you're wondering, why did I pick this guy? Aubrey is currently tied for second in the NFL with the most field goals attempted. He's also one of two kickers, Tad, with at least seven field goals attempted that has made all of his kicks. So, I mean, this guy has been consistent. He's making all of his kicks. What's the his Cowboys, first name? Brandon Aubrey. So the last name's a little bit weird, but the first name, Brandon. I mean, that's a pretty common name there. But the Cowboys also face a lot more tests coming up this week because obviously they played the first week. They played the Giants. Not really that much no. action for Brandon Aubrey. This dude used to be a soccer player. <laughs> they played the Jets, obviously, last week. A lot more field goal opportunities for Aubrey there. But in the upcoming weeks, outside of the Arizona Cardinals, but you never know. The Cardinals could surprise the Cowboys and make it a closer game there. But then they'll follow that with the Patriots. They'll play the Niners, and then they'll play the Chargers. So lots of opportunities there to go back and forth between both teams on both sides of the ball. Lots of kicking opportunities for Brandon Aubrey. But yeah, this guy is widely available, and he's been very good for the Cowboys when he needs to be playing out there. So yeah. Widely available. Go pick this guy up if you need a kicker. This guy has one of the coolest stories I've ever heard. So he was an MLS player that basically washed out. And he's sitting on his couch one day, sees a kicker miss a field goal on Sunday. And his friend looks at him. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Which which Sunday. But uh, his friend (laughs) looks at him apparently and says, you could do that. So he works with a, a kicking coach for a year. He gets drafted in the USFL. Becomes the all like all wow God what is it where is it the all USFL team kicker. There you go. His team wins the championship, and he was obviously fired by the USFL because they collapsed. Uh, and Let then go. not fired necessarily, but well, it's the same. Okay, I'm so sorry. Let go. Okay, let go. <laughs> um, and it's he's like that meme of, of Jamal Adams going to the Jets facility and tries to open yeah, the no, door. He tries to, yeah, that's exactly, exactly what the USFL is. No, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> and then he signed with the Cowboys about two months ago. That's crazy. He was also like a really good soccer player at Notre Dame, apparently. Okay, there you go. There you go. So former Dude, Just, just Notre get this Dame guy on your team just USFL for that, like, that Exactly, story. yeah. So why not? Why not? This guy can bring you a lot at the kicker position for sure if you need a kicker. So. Those are our way for wire picks. That is the injury report for week two. Like I said, we had some significant ones this week as well, but Nick Chubb and Dan Montgomery being out for a couple of weeks, Saquon on Barkley being out for a couple of weeks. Like I said, with Nick Chubb, most likely it's going to be season ending, but obviously we'll wait to hear exactly confirmation on that one. Um, but yeah, those are our way for wire picks and our injury report for this week in today's episode. He had 15 goals at Notre Dame. Is that good i mean like, I, don't I don't know, know. like over, I don't know. over the course <laughs> of the season it's like he's, should it be higher should it be lower he, i don't know like he had himself a hell, he had himself a hell of a senior year though because he went from zero three three to nine his final okay year. that says something that yeah the see the steady increase okay that's something you can sort of scale based on but it's just like 15 goals is like i sure i don't know <laughs> all i know <laughs> is like me, guy at all. Messi is good yeah that's the one thing that my, Messi is good Miami is happy that's all i know <laughs> 
Uh, but guys, that was our episode for today. But yeah, in case we didn't get to a pick that you want us to discuss as far as like a guy that you're sort of considering off the waiver wire for your players or for your team, excuse me, um, let us know. Like, I mean, you see the ticker down below. It's coming right across there. You can find us on social media. Me at OtherSide23 on Twitter. You got Tad at TadSide94. You got the show handle at the Decide Guys. And of course, on Instagram at the Decide Guys as well. So hit us up with your questions if you need more specific help. If you need IDP help, I play in an IDP league. So, I mean, I can help you out with defensive players. I mean, we have. We play in so many leagues that, you know, we could give you advice on your specific I leagues. I play in a Reaper League. Track. Exactly. So if you need help attacking the waiver wire for whatever types of league you're in, whether you have a deeper uh, waiver wire pool, whether you have a shallower one, we could find you some options to help you compete week in and week out because that is our goal, to help you win your fantasy leagues. And that is what we're here for. So make sure you're utilizing us. Interact, interact with us on social media. We're here to help you out with that. Uh, we got your sports bets covered as we get to later in the week, as well as our start and sits options. So make sure you're interacting with us for those options as well. In case we don't get to a game that you're interested in betting on, or in case we didn't get to a player that you're sort of wavering as far as who you're going to start and who you're going to sit, hit us up. We're here to help you out. Best way you can also find out about all the information is subscribe and listen to our podcast, where you listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, listen right on the LEP Network website as well. Lots of options uh, for you. Hit that subscribe button. Always be up to date with our podcast. If you're watching us on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button on our YouTube channel so you're always catching up to date with our YouTube videos as well. And make sure you're supporting our parent network at LEP Network. They got a lot of great content for you when it comes to the Rams and the Chargers at the NFL level and the Bruins and the Trojans at the college level. So, I mean, guys, to everybody who's already interacting with us, who's listening to the episodes, watching the videos, uh, reading our articles on LAPNetwork.com. I mean, just anything and everything that you're doing to supporting us, guys, we really can't thank you enough. And look, so week two is usually around the time I start doing, uh, you know, uh, what's the word? Um, I, I start looking back on my past takes, and I'm like, how right was I on this? How wrong was I on this? And honestly, I'm batting about 600 right now, 60%. Don't worry, Tad. I'm keeping track for us. Oh, that's behind the scenes. Oh, dear God. <laughs> but I, I mean, I might correct. So I feel like 60% is fair. I haven't gotten to all the picks just yet. Not fully up to date yet, but I'll give you a number later. Okay. But bottom line is I think a lot of my picks are trending fair. I know what your thing is like, well, that's still 40%, you know, failure rate. Honestly, 60% is fairly high. And I haven't looked at MERS yet because I'm not obsessive, but I would be willing to guess he is close to the same. Cause there are takes where he, that he's had where I'm like, Oh damn, he definitely called that. So, Bottom line being is, look, we know what we're talking about, and we're willing to help you out here. I know for a fact I went two for three in our sports bets this week, so. I don't even remember one, so my brain is so fried at this point. <laughs> you, I'm unfortunately, told- you picked Nick Chubb with the player pop to score two touchdowns. Oh! And that hurt you this week, unfortunately. <laughs> and he was going for a touchdown on the play. Yeah. Yeah, that's that, that right. a wash. That's a wash. That's, that should yeah. not count against my record. <laughs> but anyway, point being is we do know what, we, what we're talking about. We're not always going to get it right, but we promise we will always put in the effort, the research to get it right for you guys. And I mean, I'm going to sound like a you know kidnapper here, but you had 24 hours to hit us up for waiver wire. What? Like, what do I need to get the voice modulator? You have 24 hours. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> that was a little creepy there, but okay. But that's why me is I'm going to come <laughs> off like a kidnapper here, but you have from the time of recording, not even from the time of this posting of the episode, you have a little over 24 hours to, and in the corner of my eye, I swear to God, I think Deshaun Watson just turned over the ball and I'm going to throw my remote at the TV. But we need, we want to help you as much as possible. The problem is the timing on these things are tricky. So if you are questioning like, oh, where are my moves on waiver wire? What is the way I order this? You need to hit us up as soon as you can 
on those social media accounts. We had a guy hit us up on Thursday night about an hour before kickoff, if that. Yeah. It might have been a little closer. And close, like, yeah. Unfortunately, Amir missed it. Uh, we need to hit him back up and see who he ended up starting. Yeah. But um, one of them was Jordan Asset. And unfortunately, neither one of us told him to start Jordan Asset, although I will still maintain that was a good decision. He only had three catches. I was late to the party on that one, so I couldn't have even given him the advice to start Jordan Addison. But I, I gave I him the start advice. I, I, did, I told him to start Elijah Moore, which is not looking like a good choice. Yeah, right I now. thought that was a weird. <laughs> I thought that was a bad pick. I didn't want to roast you on Twitter, but I was like, eh, that's a weird pick. But anyway, point being is like that guy, I helped him out like right before kickoff. And so if you ever need help, I don't care what time it is. One of us will help you out. That is the True. benefit of having two people on two different time zones. I'm going to bed right after this. I'm staying up for another hour or so. So guys, as always, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. Hit us up for help. And unless you're in my league, best of luck this weekend.